I drove through on my way home at night the other day and it's pitch black because yeah. there's no power. Right. <clears throat> and so the whole CBD and all of the surrounding suburbs are, are pitch black. There's still piles of rubble. Um, you know, as high as the buildings lining all the roads. They've cleared most of it in the absolute centre of the CBD. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, the homes and all the surrounding areas, it's still stinking rubble. This is PSA Senior Vice President Juliet Sizer with an update on the flood crisis of Lismore in the state's north. Community spirit is high, but general morale, I think as we go day after day after day of still having to clean rubble, scrub mud, sift through damaged you know, belongings that can never be retrieved, memories that have gone, um, it's really getting more and more real. As the weeks move on, it is evident from those in Lismore that mental health will need to be a key factor in any post-disaster recovery inquiry. On the podcast today, we speak to PSA General Secretary Stuart Little about the latest federal government cut to a vital service that has served frontline workers in the post-trauma associated with natural disaster recovery. Following the 2020 um, Black Summer fires, it was the federal government... Um, that actually saw the shortfall in what the state systems provide and that there was a huge need to try and come in and provide some mental health programs. Now, you know, they did that by finding $4 million in recurrent funding for the post-traumatic stress clinic, which is run by the Black Dog Institute. Um, We know that at least 90 of our members have successfully gone through a program which has helped them deal with not just events looking backwards, but it's helped them build resilience going forward. Now, I would also say that, you know, probably many hundreds of other first responders have been able to access this program and just to help build resilience, which is very, very important for first responders. What does this tell you about the federal government's approach to mental health in natural disasters, uh, their response going forward? Is it an area that maybe the state government should re-step into? Yes, it is. Well, firstly, it's astonishing that the federal government would cut funding in the middle of a crisis, which we are still in now, in the north of the state, around that Lismore, Ballina area, and also west of Sydney. But to to cut that funding uh, at this time um, is just uh, appalling. But if they can't find that money, if they are, you know, that hard up that they can't find money to help first responders deal with their mental health and deal with, you know, PTSD and all those issues that come with dealing with those horrific bushfires. You would expect Dominic Perrottet and the state government to pick up the slack and to fill that gap, which was um, clearly identified, you know, in, in straight after the, the black summer of 1920. You know, it's not good enough to leave these first responders out there. I think it's fair to say that if you look across state agencies, really only the police force have a an integrated approach to mental health. None of the other agencies really do mental health well. Certainly you'd find that the Rural Fire Service and other combat agencies don't do it. There's parts of it that, that, you know, there there are some programs, but there is a huge shortfall. So, look, if if Scott Morrison, Bridget McKenzie, if they are going to, you know, uh, hold that money up, then we really need the state government to come to the party and help these first responders with their mental health, given the fact that these, you know, these magnificent women and men put their lives on the line to go out and protect the community, and it's about time the community helped protect them. 
as I drive to work every day, I drive through streets that are just lined either side with everybody's worldly belongings mm. just rotting in the weather. Um, I mean, they were already damaged beyond all hope. Mm. But, yeah, it's, it's, it is depressing. Yeah. I can't imagine what the people who some, – some people are camping in their houses that really aren't fit for living in at all. Mm. They've got no power. They've got uh, most places have got the water back on, but you know they just they cleaning filthy stinking mud all day, and uh, and they're living in very very crude camping arrangements with whatever they've had donated to them on you know scrubbed muddy floors. The PSA CPSU New South Wales executive has endorsed a permanent emergency relief fund, which will give one thousand dollars to eligible members whose primary residence was totally or partially destroyed by an extreme weather event. For more information, please head to psa.asn.au. Protect yourself at work. Call the PSA today on 1300 772 679 or head to psa.asn.au.